The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Monday, April 18th edition. Hope everybody had a great weekend, Easter weekend with family and friends and a lot of baseball and golf. Jordan Spieth, welcome back to the world of golf. All kinds of great stuff there. And uh, if, you, if you do like golf, PGA DFS Golf, the always pressing PGA DFS podcast with myself and DFS Golf Gods, Jesse will have you covered Week in and week out, not sure about the Zurich this week, but we'll keep you posted on that. But some fun stuff at Harbortown. But you guys are here for baseball. It's been a ton of fun. If you like season-long baseball, I have written content at rotoballer.com, at fantasypros.com, at fantratshq.com, plus the Benched with Bubba podcast. That's the important word. Benched with Bubba podcast coming at you multiple times a week to get you ready to keep winning your fantasy baseball seasons. And they will help your DFS game as well, just like the DFS game will help your season-long game. And so if you're here for MLB DFS Quick Hits, which I assume you are, Welcome. We have a nine-game slate on Monday. Give the podcast a rate review on iTunes. We truly would appreciate it. But let's get crack a lack and nine games with some really good pitching, some mispriced pitchers. Going to be a fun slate to build here. Um, D-backs Nationals, total of eight. Gigantes Mets, total of six and a half. Cobb versus McGill. Good stuff there. Pirates Brewers, eight and a half. Rays Cubs, no total because it Wrigley Field. Angels Astros nine, Phillies Rockies eleven, Coors Field special, Reds Padres seven and a half, Orioles A's eight, Braves Dodgers eight. So some respectable totals. Then Coors Field in the mix, which makes things fun. But a lot of great pitching, so you can stack Coors easily if you want, or you can stack elsewhere. There's going to be plenty of ways to build some winning lineups on this slate. So let's kick it off with the pitching. Kershaw is ten three. I'm going to pass respectfully. You know he is facing uh, the Atlanta Braves, an offense that's. It's been quiet. It's been a quiet Braves offense for the most part. Like it's not consistently, but they're not striking out a ton either. First lefties and Kershaw was outstanding this first time out. I don't know if he's going to be able to duplicate that perfection. That's, that's pretty crazy to do, but uh, I'll pass. I'll pass and I'll save some cash and I'll drop down the, to Tyler McGill, the goat, the Cygill, the Cygoat, whatever you want to call him, baby DeGrom. Uh, Tyler McGill at 9300 bucks. He's been nothing short of outstanding. The Giants offense is pesky. We know this. Time and time again, but Miguel's got at least five innings in both starts, three hits in both starts, zero runs in both starts, and five, a total of 11 strikeouts. He's been nothing short of amazing 24 plus DK points in each and every start. And you got this Giants team, like they just went and swept the Indians or the Guardians, but you know, is that a big accomplishment these days? We'll see. 
but it, it's a Giants team coming into Sunday. They were striking out over 24% of the time with right-handed pitching. Like they're hitting 250 with a 182 ISO. So they got some some power in that respect, but they're striking out a ton. And so you got that upside with Miguel. If he can give you five to six innings like he's been doing, put you up 20 plus DK points, you got a shot. So he might be popular on the slates. Keep that in mind, but he's a nice little spot there for you. Sean Manaya at 9,100 bucks could be a nice pivot off of McGill. Manaya has got 18 or more DK points in both starts, six innings or more in both starts, six or more Ks in both starts. So he's been very, very dominant for Manaya standards. I've always been, an, for the most part, an anti Manaya guy, but I can respect what he's doing. Now he gets a Reds team in San Diego, and the Reds team was striking out 23.5% of the time versus lefties this season, hitting a buck 94 with a buck 08 ISO. Like they are struggling tremendously just in general offensively, where they're, they're struggling a ton versus left handed pitching. So Sean Manaya can be a great pivot off of Tyler McGill. The other pivot off McGill, like I think I prefer Manaya against that Reds team in San Diego, but Eric Lauer at home against the Pittsburgh Pirates is tough to pass up as well. Lauer only went four and a third, three earned five Ks his last outing, but the reports all spring the VLO is up and this, that, and the other, and he backed that all up. He's had like a, a rocky inning that kind of ruined a really good start, but uh, it's tournament only for for Eric Lauer, like you could use Manaya almost even in cash, but Lauer's tournament only facing Pittsburgh, a team only strikes out 17% versus lefties. That's the thing. And they're hitting 308 versus lefties. Not a lot of power, but they've always been a team that just doesn't strike out as much as we think. So I prefer Manaya over Lauer. Lauer makes for a fun tournament player. Don't get me wrong, but Miguel and Manaya are going to be like your popular plays up here. Manaya is a great pivot off of Miguel. Really, really good pivot. Now when we go cheaper. We see some missed priced studs. Shane O'Mac, Shane McClanahan, eighty-one hundred bucks at the Chicago Cubs. We'll have to watch the weather in Wrigley, obviously. But Max went four and a third, four and two thirds. Most importantly, that last outing, four and two thirds, eighty-five pitches, eighty-five pitches. He's got seven and eight Ks in both starts, seventeen and a half or more DK points in both starts. I'm loving what we're seeing from Shane O'Mac. And he got a Cubs team striking out seventeen point four percent of the time versus lefties. But Shane O'Mac's a, a stud, and in tournaments, eighty-one hundred bucks has a gift of a price. So. If you think he can somehow go from like 85 to 95 to 100 pitches, sneak you through five plus, McClanahan is outstanding. That's just always been my problem with him. It's like I, I want to know I have a chance at the wind. And with McClanahan, more often than not, you don't. So that's what makes him a great tournament play. I will not play him in cash because in cash you want that win equity. And you just don't have it with McClanahan guaranteed like you do with other pitchers. But in tournaments at 800 bucks, I'm a big fan there. Alex Cobb, 7500 bucks at Mets. This is the side game, Cobb game over under six and a half. That was filthy. Five innings, two earned 10 Ks against the Padres in his debut. I watched pretty much all of that. We saw all spring the velo was up. We saw how he was utilizing his splitter more and all that good stuff. And it was as advertised. It was absolutely amazing watching him slice and dice this Padres team. Now he gets a Mets team in uh, New York, striking out 20% of the time versus righties, hitting 266 of the 176 uh, ISO. So, you can look at Cobb as a nice tournament play as well at 75. He wouldn't be my cash play, but the upside is tremendous. My cash play, like almost, th- this is what makes this slate so fun because there's some really good pitching and some really mispriced pitching. Like McClanahan's probably too cheap because if he does go five or six innings, he could easily put up 30 plus points. Uh, Cobb is definitely too cheap. We saw 27, almost 28 points last time. Even if he scuffles a bit, he can probably sneak through 20 to 23 points at 7,500, which is pretty darn outstanding. Like he, could he get, all these guys can get blown up. That is baseball. Clarify. Shouldn't have to clarify, but I will. They can all get blown up. But on paper, this is what we're dealing with. But Frankie Montas at 7,300 at home in that beautiful pitcher's ballpark. Only You can only put beautiful in front of anything in that ballpark when you say pitcher's ballpark. Otherwise, it's a dump. 
Oco Coliseum. 7300 bucks in that yard against the Baltimore Orioles. Frankie had a rough first start at Philly. Last time out against Tampa Bay, six and a third. One earned run, six he had six Ks in both starts. So it's just tremendous. Put up 25 points this last go around. Again, now you get this Baltimore team that is striking out 26.4% of the time versus right-handed pitching, hitting a buck 88 with a .091 ISO versus right-handed pitching to start the season. Now, this seems too good to be true, so Frankie Montas probably gets shellacked, but I'm going to have a lot of Frankie Montas, just like I had a lot of Nestor Cortez on Sunday. Um, I'm, I, I just If there's certain setups you just roll with, and a lot of them are going to be targeted in Baltimore, especially with cheap pitchers because you can get the strikeouts. The beauty of Montas being 73 hundo, he can go three or four runs. If he still strikes out six to eight, maybe 10 guys, we're cool. We're Gucci. So Frankie Montas at 7,300 bucks against this Baltimore Orioles team. Sign me up. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. A lot of people are going to go to Michael Lorenzen at 7,100 bucks in a tournament. Sure. But you got to respect the Astros and Lorenzen was like phenomenal, phenomenal. He ran pure in his last start. No one's going to... I think he's going to be more rostered than he should be. I'd rather just eat the Frankie Montas chalk at 73 or slide down and take a chance with like a Madison Bumgarner in Washington or go up from Frankie Montas because you have Alex Cobb at 75. You have Shane O'Mac at 81. And a guy I forgot to mention, but you can definitely use him in tournaments is Josiah Gray at 7,900 bucks against the, the, the Arizona Diamondbacks. Gray much better in his last outing. And now he gets a D-backs team that strikes out 28% of the time versus righties, hitting a buck 58 with a buck 53 ISO. So you're going to get Josiah Gray because McClanahan's always popular. And like I said, for good reasons. Like if he runs pure, he's a 30-plus point production guy at 8100 bucks. He's But he has to run pure just because of the way they utilize their pitching in Tampa Bay. But his talent is there. Alex Cobb should be popular for good reason. Great matchup against the Mets. But Montas is, should be the uber chalk, and it's chalk I'm going to eat against that strikeout upside against Baltimore. But Josiah Gray, like I mentioned, Arizona, 28% K rate versus righties. Gray's got phenomenal strikeout stuff. It's just a matter of can he keep the ball in the ballpark. Last outing, he was successful at that. Outing before, walks and homers got him. That's what young pitchers will do. But that's what makes Gray a phenomenal tournament. Like, I'm going to make a Gray-Montas lineup for sure. I'm, I usually do three maxes. That's what I do for the most part. I'll have at least one Gray and Montas tournament lineup, 100%. So I'm, I'm a big fan of that. Now, recapping things. You can pay up if you want. There's a couple guys up top here. Uh, Saigod at 9300 bucks. Tyler McGill. But Sean and I at 91 I like quite a bit as a nice pivot there. Then you got McClanahan, Gray, Cobb, Montas, all in the middle. Excuse me. All in the middle in great, great spots. If you're doing cash, I would say Manaya Montas is where I could go. But you could make some arguments for some different cash pitchers. There's some good ones. But, the, but for tournaments, Josiah Gray, tournament only. McClanahan tournament only for me as well. Um, and then Lauer's interesting tournament play. But there's a there's a lot to like with pitching and a lot of ways to mix and match. So like checking the ownership, checking the fantasy defense discord as we chatted up up to lock. Um, that there's a lots of ways to, to make this one work for sure. Let's talk bats on this nine game slate. Catcher's position. You got JTR, JT Real Muto in Coors at 56. He's been crushing it lately. So if you want to pay up a catcher, go for it. You don't need to. We've been nailing the cheap catchers, nailing them uh in the discord. So if you can go cheap, go cheap. If not, Real Muto at 56 is good, and so is Sean Murphy at 48. He's been mashing. Get Spencer Watkins, who the – this is the fun part. The A's are so bad, but their offense has been kind of good enough, and they're very cheap. More often than not, Murphy won't be, but the rest of them should be pretty cheap. 
and they got a phenomenal matchup for Watkins in that bullpen. So it's just such a bad. If it was in Baltimore, I'd be all in. In Oakland makes it a little trickier, but it's in the conversation at least. Uh, going down cheaper though, you got like Will Smith for Oscar Yanoa in tournaments at forty one. I can I can get behind that for sure. Elias Diaz and Coors at thirty seven. I do respect Nola, but Nola's been having his problems, so that's an interesting uh, look as well. Uh, cheaper plays though, Omar Narvaez against Thompson. I like that one quite a bit at thirty two. If you're going cheaper, love me some Omar Narvaez. Um, Joey Bart will play more often than not. I really don't feel like targeting Tyler McGill on a slate like this. Nine games, I don't have to be that cute. If it was like a five-game slate, I could probably be that cute. Nine games. If you want to, like McGill, Montas, like so Giants, Orioles, Bats, maybe even some Mets, Bats, those will be great ways to just go straight. I'm going to fade the chalk. I don't think you need to do that tonight. If anybody, I would do it with Baltimore. I would do that against Montas because we've seen Baltimore's Bats go off. So I don't think I'm going to take the the the, uh, the good old Joey Bart bait. I'd rather have Tyler Stevenson of the Cincinnati Reds for 2800 bucks against Manaya. Like if Manaya slips and shows some Manaya of old form, the long ball form, Stevenson at 28 is a nice little discount. So that's a, that's a really good price tag there. Other than that, nothing stands out as an immediate play below Stevenson without checking some lineups. First base position on this lovely slate. You got Reese's Pieces and Coors at 54, Big Meat Pete, but. Um, Again, not looking to fade these guys too much, but Freddie Freeman at 5K. If you're stacking the Dodgers, Dodgers are they're starting to heat up. Oscar, you know, is legit though, so I'm not like running to stack them, but it's intriguing. Josh Bell's been crushing it to start the year. He's 4700. The dude's been, you know, he's hitting 361 over his last 10 games. Um, he's just straight up mad, and he's hit safely in uh, nine of his last 10 games. So 4700 bucks for the switch hit and Josh Bell against Mad Bum and Company. Nice tournament look because most won't go there. Most would save 300 bucks to go to, to CJ Cron against Aaron, uh, Aaron Nola. I don't mind me some Jared Walsh against the right-handed pitcher. Garcia is a good pitcher, but Walsh at 43 is a good tournament upside. You got Cron at 44. You got Connor Joe at 4K. Both decent first base plays. No, no sugarcoating that one at all. Uh, cheaper options, though. Seth Brown, again, if you want to fade walk-in, Seth Brown's only 3400 bucks. He's as tournament as it gets. Luke Voigt versus the lefty Lodolo at 33. I'd probably go Seth Brown personally, but both are on the docket if you want to go that realm. And then where's my dog? Michael Chavis is interesting against Lauer because I love Chavis versus lefties. I wrote him up a lot in the offseason in deep like draft and hold formats. He's been playing and playing well lately. He's uh, in three of his last four games. He's had uh, two or more hits in each of those games, double-digit DK points in each of those games. He hits left-handed pitching very well. So if Lauer struggles a bit like he did, in his last start, Michael Chavis, first base, third base eligible at 3K could be a better value for you. Love Rowdy Telez at first base at 2800 bucks, Phenomenal value. Rowdy's hitting 296 over his last 10 games. He's averaging seven points per game over those last 10 games. Really swinging a good stick. So Rowdy at 2800 is a nice discount against Michael Thompson at $2,800. Then other than that, you're going to get um, – no, you're not going to get him. Never mind. I'm not going to finish that sentence. So for now, I wouldn't go below Rowdy Telez. Let's put it that way. Uh, second base position on this nine-game slate. Brandon Lau is always intriguing in any tournament. I think he's super expensive. It's hard to pay that. Like I'd rather, I'd rather pay five k for Ozzy Albie's versus Clayton Kershaw because Albie's A is just on fire and B loves hitting lefties, and no one's going to roster him against Kershaw. Then pay fifty six hundred for Lau. That's the tournament, like just brain mindset. I'll take a guy that I think's got more talent and yes, a tougher pitching matchup. But more talent at a discount, I'll take Ozzy Albies on that one. But in reality, you just save some cash. Like Gene Segura and Coors at 45 is very, very intriguing. 
Bryson Stott's got to start hitting right, or he's going to go home back to the minor leagues. He's 4,200 in Coors, a nice little discount in the Coors built special. Um, below 4K now, you got um, Cesar Hernandez, Brendan Rodgers, maybe, but Jeff McNeil at 37 if you're fading Cobb. Tony Kemp at 36 is a good value. He's uh, hitting 303 over his last 10 games. I guess that's the whole season. Two for three on Sunday, 13 DK points. Uh, five or more DK points in three, four, five of his last seven games. He's 3,600, so if you're making an A stack, Tony Kemp, Seth Brown, nice cheap plays as we talked about earlier gavin lux is still too cheap at 3300 bucks the way he's swinging it like he is i'm eating a whole lot of crow i know it's only like 10 games into the season but i mean a whole lot of gavin lux crow early on here so keep him in mind and then if alan trejo uh, makes the lineup for the rockies and coors he's only 2500 bucks big weekend he's three for eight now on the season with the home run he's he's got 12 or more dk points in both games he's played He's $2,500, second base shortstop eligible for the Rockies. Garrett Hampson just went to the IL. Good chance Trejo finds the lineup for you on um, on Monday. Same with Brandon Drury, second base outfield for Cincinnati. He's 2K, and he might be making the start for the Reds there versus Manaya. So Drury at 2K, Trejo at 25. I'd, I'd rather have Trejo with the Coors special, but both pretty nice discounts at the second base position with multi Trejo second base shortstop, Drury second base outfield. If you're looking that direction, uh, third base position for you, Cabrian Hayes at 49. Like the Pirates, man, they don't strike out a ton. They're not overly great offensively, but they do have some interesting appeal against Lauer. If you think Lauer is going to struggle, Cabrian Hayes. Um, we mentioned some other guys earlier, like Michael Chavis. You always have Brian Reynolds. Not a stack you love, but a stack we've, if you're a regular listener to Quick Hits over the last few years, we've had our moments with the Pittsburgh Pirates that have been absolutely glorious. So I'm not saying you have to go all in, but I think like a little two to three man stack might fit the mold. We'll see how lineups like I, I the whole point of this podcast is to get our brain thinking in the right direction. And then we see lineups come out throughout the day and then we start building. Like I don't try to build until hour, maybe hour and a half before lock. I want us a lot of the info before I start locking things in because then you start second guessing yourself. You start doing a lot of things that just next thing you know, that lineup, the first lineup you made, that was your best lineup. That's just how it goes way more often than not. Not all the time, not all the time, but that's what works for me. So like, I like to take all this in start digging in and doing all that fun stuff. But Cabrian Hayes at 49, very intriguing tournament-wise against uh, Eric Lauer. Uh, going down to the 4K range, though, Ryan McMahon and Coors at 43. He went deep on Sunday. Bryson Stott at 42. Austin Riley's 43. If you want to get super contrarian, we talked about like the Orioles and those guys playing the Braves against Kershaw because I'm not like not a lot of people will – might pay up for Kershaw per se, but not a lot of people will stack the Braves first Kershaw at the same time. So Ozzy Albies, who's matches lefties, you got Riley, you got some other guys in there. Like Albies is still 5K, but Riley's only 4,300. Like you're getting a little bit of a discount there on some elite talent. So it's another, it's another way to be tournament different type thing. And this might be a night looking at this, this information here early on again, first look a lot like two to three man stacks instead of full stacks might they, they feel a lot better right now so we'll see how the builds continue to, to flow out and again that's why you join the fantasy DJ's discord it's free and we uh chatted up if i'm not there there's a bunch of dudes in there chatting things up and it's a good little community that uh is good so bryson stott at 42 like i said riley at 43 at some low 4k guys when you dip into the 3k range not a ton at the position like sheldon noise of oakland second base third base at 31 if you're going all in mention Michael Chavis at 3K, another really good one. Chavis is first base, third base. Mikel Franco, 3K. He's swinging it really good. 306 over his last 10 games, averaging 7.2 over his last 10 games. 
really swinging a good bat there for the Washington Nationals, and he gets mad bum on Monday. So, um, yeah, Mikel Franco at 3K, another little value for you. Tyler Wade of the Angels at 27. If you need to, I'd rather have, honestly, I'd rather have um, Franco or Chavis at 3K in their matchups against their lefties. And I mentioned Trey Hill earlier is 25 hundo for the Rocks. Shortstop, Trey Turner at 58. Sure, whatever you want. Frenchie Lindor has been crushing it. Again, I'm not looking to fade Cobb, but Lindor at 57 would be a nice, virtually unknown. I, but honestly, if you're paying up at shortstop, I say I say you play, you play Wander Franco in cash every day. That's just what you do. He's 5,200. He just – you play cash for floors. He's got one of the best floors you'll ever see. Does he have the best ceiling? Not every night. One of the best floors you'll ever see. So Franco at 52 is really, really strong play. Uh, don't mind Willie Adamas at 50, uh, 46 if you're looking to get some Milwaukee action against a very bad pitcher. Like that Pitt, Pittsburgh-Milwaukee game, that's interesting. Let me see what that total is. Again, the total is only 8.5. It feels like it should be a little higher than that. Maybe the weather is going to be bad or something. We'll have to keep an eye on that. But that's two pitchers that could get shellacked. So Willie Adamas at 46 is interesting. That, that It's an interesting tournament play between those two teams. Uh, Jeremy Pena, 3200 bucks, Nice cheap shortstop going up against Michael Lorenzen. Um, Hoi Sung Kim of the Padres is only 2800 versus Ladello. That's a good value. He does hit lefties well. Should be in that lineup. So Kim and then Alan Trejo, like I mentioned, second base shortstop at 2500 is definitely a value that's worth playing. It'll be very popular if he's in the lineup. A good, good value to play for sure. Uh, outfield position is going to be loaded. Like Juan Soto at 63, sure. Bryce Harper and Coors at 62, outstanding. Like Those are both great, great plays, but you can save money. You got Casty and Coors at 6K. This Phillies team is going to be so expensive. It's going to be fun. Might make him low-owned, that's for sure. So, well, lots of cheap pitching, too, so we'll see. But um, cheaper guys, well, Schwarber's 54. So you got Schwarber at 54, Casty at 6K, Harper at 62. There's your Phillies outfield, folks. Good times, good times. But Brian Reynolds is 52. Talked about him a brief bit in the potential Pittsburgh staff. Say a Suzuki. Not going to pay 51 versus McClanahan. That's uh, that's a little steep for that matchup. There you go. Uh, Nelson Cruz versus a lefty at 46. He's got to keep an eye on Chris Bryant. And Coors only 42 is kind of a pretty sweet discount, actually, because he hasn't like lit the world on fire. He's been pretty consistently good. And to get it like a Chris Bryant and Coors at 4,200 bucks, I just mentioned the three Phillies outfielders prices. That's that's pretty silly, actually. So keep him in mind. Connor Joe's only 4K. Not too bad. Ian Happ. Again, a shame McClanahan. It's a good good price tag, but not running to that. Uh, Charlie Blackman's been struggling, but he's only 39 hundo if you're feeling frisky. So keep him on your radar. Uh, cheaper options below 4K. Man, Joe Adele is struggling. But Taylor Ward, Joe, uh, Joe Adele, both 3,700. Taylor Ward got the call, and he is having a field day. One for three on Sunday, two for three on Saturday. He's got a home run. He's got a stolen base. Nine or more DK points. He's been crushing it. So he's 37 hundo. You got Joe Adele, who's been just a disappointment, but it feels like he's starting to get it going. He's hit safely in four of his last six games, multiple hit games in three of those games. Like It feels like it's coming. Still a ton of strikeouts, though. At least one K in every game. So it's tough. He's still tournament viable if you're stacking. I don't really want to attack Garcia. I respect Garcia enough. But Adele and Ward, Ward will be more popular than Adele. They're both 37 hundo, and people will see the recency bias and go that direction. Uh, Tony Kemp at 36, like that one for sure. We talked about Seth Brown at 34, but Anthony Santander, again, if you're fading Montas, 34 hundo, that's a good fade. Um, Gavin Lux at only 3K, I like that quite a bit. 
uh, going down to the low three or Gavin Lux isn't three K Gavin Lux is 3,300 second base outfit eligible, but Brandon Marsh, if you are fading Garcia, I love the discount on Marsh at 32. He's swinging it really good. I played him a lot lately. Really good price point there. If you're going to fade three uh, K and below now, Josh Lowe is still struggling. He's 2,900. Uh, Chad Pender's only 29. That's a good piece. That's like third in that lineup. He's 2,900 bucks. Like that's, that's the, the A's value folks live and in charge. So keep him on your radar. Tommy Fams, twenty seven hundred bucks for Manaya. Rough start to the year for Fam, but we know the potential upside with him. So twenty seven hundred does return some nice value. Colin Pache is only twenty four for the Oakland A's versus Sammy Watkins or Spencer Watkins. So that's a good one too. Sammy Watkins is playing football. So uh, Spencer Watkins is the guy you're thinking of there. And other than that, nothing really stands out at this point in time. But I guarantee you there will when we see lineups because there's been some goofy stuff going around MLB these days. All right, recapping things real quick. Pitching, it's fun, and it's it's going to be like ownership dependence, lineups, and just saying screw it and rocking and rolling. Because like Tyler McGill at 93, Sean Manai at 91. Those are the two pay-up guys for me on this slate. Um, McGill should be more popular. I like Manai as a great tournament play, ownership leverage type play over McGill. Both awesome plays. Now in this middle range, it gets real fun because you got McClanahan at 81, Josiah Gray at 79, Cobb at 75, Frankie Montas at 73. All great plays. Montas has the best matchup out of the four. Should be the most popular out of the four. I'm going to be locking Montas into – I'm eating Montas chalk is what that comes down to. Uh, Josiah Gray's got an almost equally good matchup as Montas, and I think he's going to get overlooked between McClanahan and Cobb. So you can eat the Montas chalk and play him with Josiah Gray potentially and still feast. I am looking forward to seeing how that turns out. One of them probably gets shelled and it won't matter, but I'm very intrigued there. But I like all four of those pitchers, McClanahan, Gray, Cobb, Montas. If I have to rate it – it almost goes Montas. In reality, McClanahan is the best pitcher out of the four. But like I kept saying, can he go deep enough to make it count? So it's Montas, Gray, Montas, McClanahan, Cobb, Gray for me. But I'm going to have some Montas, Gray. It's, it's really close in that realm. And if you got a punt, you can punt with Mad Bum, but I don't think you're going to need to. Play, uh, don't go lower than Montas. I think you can still make some pretty sweet lineups when all is said and done. All right. Uh, stacking it up, though, on this slate, you can stack Washington versus Bum if you want, but I'll probably be focusing elsewhere. I think the Milwaukee-Pittsburgh game is sneaky, especially the Pittsburgh side of it, but I like both sides because um, Thompson for Pittsburgh is no, Zach Thompson not looking too scared there. So Pitt-Milwaukee is interesting, very interesting. I think that total should be higher than 8.5, so keep that one on radar. Obviously, Coors Field is loud and in charge. Um, you have um, Chad Cool versus Aaron Nola. Yeah, sign me up for that. The Rocky side will be lower owned against Aaron Nola, so be up. Let's have fun there. We saw how low the Rockies were against uh, Strom the other night. It was insane. Like, Chrome was like 4.6% stuff, and he went to Ding Dong City. Um, so if you can get some low Rockies again versus Aaron Nola, I'm all aboard that train. Um, Cincinnati, San Diego, probably pass there, but but Oakland versus Watkins, love that stack. And then Yosker, you know, is good, but I still I'll stack Dodgers a lot. But my main stacks: Oakland, uh, Colorado, Philly, Milwaukee, Pittsburgh. Those are my main stacks. But you can make arguments for a lot of this. It's a fun nine game slate, a really fun nine game slate. All right, but that'll wrap us up. Again, nine games in the book. If you have any questions, I'm on Twitter at BDentric or hit us up in the Fantasy Degens Discord. We'll take care of you over there the best we can. It's free, so just let me know. If you guys can go on iTunes and give MLB DFS Quick Hits a rate and review, I truly would appreciate it. And if you'd like to watch the podcast, this, Ben Flip Bubba, always pressing all of them, the Fancy DJ's YouTube channel. 
we'll have you all taken care of over there. So subscribe, give the old thumbs up, and have some fun as well. But for now, everybody, good luck on your Monday. This was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Monday, April 18th edition. I'm out. Okay.